<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. Good to have you with us. I hope you're in the Christmas spirit and I wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. Our guest today is West Virginia's Secretary of State, Mac Warner. He's running for governor, and he is an interesting candidate indeed, and I think when you hear him, you will agree. Mac, great to have you with us. I'm delighted to be talking with you. Let's start with why you decided you wanted to be governor. Lou, I love West Virginia. That's the bottom line. I served 27 years in uniform. I could have lived anywhere pretty much in the United States or even the world uh, but I chose West Virginia. I was born and raised here. I'm a sixth generation West Virginian, and I just love West Virginia. I see so much that can be done, uh, and I want to bring that experience that I've had in the military and across the globe back here to the state. I've had a great run as Secretary of State. I've done the things that I wanted to do over these last seven years, and it's time to take that experience across state government. Well, good for you, and uh, you've got some stiff competition in this primary that comes up in uh, in May. Uh, where do you stand and how do you feel about it all? I feel great, Lou. Um, what we've got is a very, uh, there are four leading contenders uh, in this race. Uh, we're all very close together with regards to the polling, but I've got a path to victory that the others don't. Uh, one, I've got the experience and the likability. I don't have the unfavorables that the other candidates do. So uh, there's about 20% of undecideds that are still out there. And if I can simply read the, reach those, then that likability factor that I bring uh, to the table is going to win those over. So I, I see a great path to victory, and we're out there every day getting after it to, to achieve that. Well, I can't I can't resist asking this. What what makes all of those competitors of yours so unlikable? Well, inexperience on a couple of them, and then another uh, has come from out of state. He comes from New Jersey, um, and he tries to play both sides of the fence. Uh, we've seen what's happening with Joe Manchin as Joe goes back and forth. Uh, eventually that squirrel in the middle of the road gets run over. So uh, one of the contenders is uh, is receiving 
lots of money from Club for Growth, which is an anti-Trump organization. But then he tries to say that he's the Trump candidate. Nothing can be further from the truth. So, uh, again, it gets back to just simply being honest with the people of West Virginia. They know who I am, born and raised, became an Eagle Scout, went to West Point, served my country and come home. That's something none of the others can do. I'm also the only one who's ever been a teacher. We have major issues with education in the state here. So I just bring a wealth of experience to the table uh, that the others don't. Well, I, good for you, and uh, you have a record uh, of achievement that you know, to be proud of, and serving the nation as well. Uh, certainly, I, I want to, and I want to take up education because that happens to be one of the things that I'm very concerned about in this country, and I think most people uh, who have uh, children and grandchildren certainly are as well. Uh, but I want to talk about something you recently said. Uh, you've, you've served the people of uh, uh, West Virginia as Secretary of State. You've been intimately involved with their elections and making sure that the electoral integrity was upheld there. Uh, the same can't be said for the rest of the country. How concerned are you about looking broadly uh, around the country uh, about where the nation is in terms of all, everything from 2020 to 2022, uh, the questions that have arisen around uh, uh, voting, uh, mail-in balloting and electronic voting. Well, thanks for that question, because that really strikes at the heart of what this whole 2024 election is going to be about, and that's voter confidence, election integrity, and so on. Since I've taken over as Secretary of State, we have removed over 400,000 names from the voter registration lists. And West Virginia is not a hard state. We only have about 1.1 million registered voters. So you can see the significance that that has for voter confidence, that they know that their vote is not going to be canceled out by these 400,000 opportunities for fraud. Second, we implemented voter identification, and that's gone over smoothingly well. Uh, so people, again, have confidence. And we get election results out on election night. Uh, so people have confidence in that regard. They're not waiting a week or two down the road. So West Virginia has become a model for election integrity across the United States. I've been asked four times to testify in front of Congress about the success we've had in West Virginia and what we might do, best practices we might recommend to other states. So, yes, I am concerned about other states. I'm not in those states to be uh, to, to challenge a specific aspect of their elections. But all I can say is look at the West Virginia model. I've worked with 55 county clerks very closely, many of whom are Democrat. I'm Republican. Uh, but the politics goes away when it comes to election integrity. And so we've worked together. I give the uh, kudos to, to those county clerks for what we've accomplished. And that's what I would recommend to the other states. Follow the law. When you step outside the law, that's where the problem's in. When you vote, count votes that have come in after the election is over or votes that haven't uh, had their signatures or uh, addresses verified, that sort of thing, or you put votes, uh, ballots into drop boxes that are unsupervised, that have not been authorized by the state leg legislature. I think that's the crux of security that needs to be addressed before the 2024 election. Just because the legislature hasn't said you can't do something doesn't mean that you can or you should. So I'm referring to those drop box situations. Oh, I like what the Wisconsin uh, state court did and said, we're not going to let drop boxes be used unless the legislature approves it. That's where we need to go. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, th and that was a needed reform uh, in Wisconsin, which, as you know, had a lot of trouble uh, with uh, the vote in 2020. A lot of questions uh, in, in Georgia, another state that had trouble. Uh, Judge Amy Totenberg, I think, has shown more care and thought 
uh, than any other judge in the country since 2020, uh, in which uh, she is looking at a, a, a trial, a bench trial without a jury, uh, against George's use of uh, electronic voting machines. Uh, and we're going to see what's happening as uh, the, the, I think it's going to be the 9th of January that she's uh, holding that trial. Uh, it's it, to see electronic voting being questioned like this uh, three years. And I, I won't get into the merits of the case and, and all of that, but that we would have questions about in any part of the country. Uh, the integrity of the election three years ago is just stunning to me, and it's outrageous to me. Uh, your thoughts about that? Great question, and I'm glad you asked that because, and I'll answer the second half first. Why are we doing this three years after? Because it took the 2022 election for the Republicans to take control of the House of Representatives so that hearings could be held that looked back at the 2020 election. And so now, now I am very pleased that the judge is agreeing to hear something on the merits to look at whether there were significant problems uh, there in Georgia. And so that's the appropriate place for this to be is at the court level where evidence can be introduced in front of a judge and she can make a determination as to whether uh, things were appropriate or not. So um, the other aspect after that 2022 election was what happened in March when Jim Jordan, Congressman, House Judiciary Chair, mm -hmm. put uh, acting director, former director Mike Morell under oath, and he admitted that they put forth this story to the American people about the Hunter Biden laptop. They labeled it as Russian disinformation when it wasn't. They perpetrated a lie on the American people. And we need to get to the bottom of that. We need to get to the bottom of these uh, cases that are still percolating from the 2020 election. We should not be, as an election official, we should not be afraid of transparency, of sunshine to see what happened. That's the only way we're going to put this to rest so that people can have confidence in the 2024 election. We're talking with Mac Warner. He's the Secretary of State of the great state of West Virginia. Uh, he's running for governor, and we're going we're gonna to take up all of that and more uh, when we continue right after these words. Stay with us. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Secretary of State for the great state of West Virginia, as I said, Mac Warner. He's running for governor. He's uh, he has done a bang up job as Secretary of State uh, in West Virginia. Uh, I want to turn to you said, made a comment uh, that really reverberated across the country when you said that the 2020 election, in your judgment, had been stolen by the CIA. I think a lot of people would like to know. <laughs> What uh, what is your thinking and, uh, and and let's discuss that. 
Sure. What happened is when uh, Congressman Jordan, House Judiciary Chair, put former acting director of the CIA, Mike Morell, under oath, Mike Morell said that the idea behind calling the Hunter Biden laptop Russian disinformation came from Tony Blinken, who was then working uh, on the uh, Biden campaign back in 2020. So the idea was planted by Blinken and then uh, Morell ran with it. And these so-called intelligence experts, 51 of them, signed a letter that said this had all the indicia of Russian disinformation. So they were playing word games. And Blinken went to Morell because he was using the credentials of the CIA to add authenticity uh, to this claim when they knew for a fact that it was a lie, that they knew that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. And why did they know that? Because the FBI had had that laptop for 11 months and they knew that it was authentic. But once the CIA, uh, these former dire uh, directors, and I'm talking Hayden, uh, uh, Panetta, uh, Clapper, Brennan. I mean, those are names that are synonymous with these three lettered agencies. Right. And so they put this letter out. Then the FBI covered it up. The FBI knew that the, the laptop was real. And they, I think they had an obligation to reveal that to the American people, that the laptop was real. This happened three weeks prior to the election. The New York Post came out with the story. Five days later, later on October 19th uh, of 2020, the, uh, uh, the letter came out. And then the worst part is uh, Biden used that in the debate right before the election against Trump. Trump didn't have time to do the fact checking and throw it back. So the people went to the polls thinking that the Hunter Biden laptop had been hacked by the Russian uh, when, in fact, our own three lettered agencies were lying to the American people. That's where I really get upset about this. See, for 27 years, under the, I you know, raised my hand and sworn to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic. I'd never had to worry about domestic enemies until that moment. Now I'm, I'm more concerned about our three-lettered agencies lying to us and covering up a fraud than I am about Russia, China, and other countries. I expect them to hack. I don't expect our three-lettered agencies to uh, throw a presidential election. And I say thrown because Blink, or because uh, Morell testified under oath. He did it for the express purpose of helping Biden, and he did not want to see Trump as president. That's why I say that election was thrown, it was stolen, and we cannot have that happen again. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I have, and I feel precisely the same way about the sequence of events and the actors in it. Uh, it is it, just to me, I, I was gut sick when I realized uh, what that, uh, that statement, 51 Intel veterans, including five heads of the CIA, had the temerity to lie to the American people, just uh, spit in their face and lie at them. Uh, and the impact and, of, I'm sorry, go ahead. And before we leave that, the FBI covered it up, they let that go, and then it got worse. Both of those agencies sent agents to Facebook and other social media. One, in Twitter, they took President Trump off, so they were starting to impinge on First Amendment rights and free speech. But they went to Zuckerberg and told him to suppress the story because it was probably Russian disinformation. And Mark Zuckerberg has admitted to this on the Joe Rogan show that the FBI did want them to suppress the story. So it gets worse than just the initial lie, the cover-up, and now it's the suppressing of the story. That's why that election was stolen. Yeah, and Mark Zuckerberg still hasn't been held accountable for the 400 plus million dollars that he spent in 2020 uh, to uh, drive uh, uh, Democrat votes. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, they, he was driving people to the polls in those specific right. swing cities, swing precincts right. in those states to throw the election. He was putting that thumb on the scale. When we talk about free and fair elections, that's anything but fair. Yeah, and it certainly wasn't free. They were throwing uh, hundreds of millions of dollars at it from uh, for all from the left, though. At least we knew where the, we knew the source. Uh, Mac, as we as we talk about this, we have so many areas where voting can go wrong. Uh, we have electronic voting. Uh, we can have. What is your judgment about integrity of uh, electronic voting, or does it vary from company to company and from jurisdiction to jurisdiction? It absolutely does. From company to company, from state to state, different states have different laws. Uh, that's what we're seeing uh, in the Georgia case. So, yes, we. But the key to this, Lou, is transparency. We sh these election officials should not be stiff arming the people who want to look at the ballots, look at the machines. They should do it with open arms and say, please come show uh, if, if there were problems where those problems are, so we correct them in the future. But instead, we've seen from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, court to court, stiff-arming the, the people that want transparency. And that's why there's such a shout for paper ballots. Uh, paper ballots have their own challenges, but uh, we've got to fix this uh, insecurity and unsureness. Uh, it's voter confidence in those machines. And right now, there isn't much confidence. Well, you've, you've been elected to two terms as Secretary of State. You have uh, run one of the most admirable and respected uh, electoral systems in the country. Uh, I have a hard time understanding why, and I've been covering this for uh, two decades, uh, going back to the adoption of HAVA, the, uh, the early uh, voting machine companies that had so much trouble uh, initially. Uh, why is there not transparency? And by that, I mean, why is it that secretaries of state, uh, election boards uh, at the county and precinct level, why they cannot be shown what is inside that black box and how they're getting to those numbers, because it's not happening anywhere. Uh, nobody gets to see that proprietary stuff uh, that's sitting inside those black boxes. It reminds me of the monkeys, uh, you know, in uh, something that Arthur C. Clarke would come up with, looking, staring at the monolith. Uh, you know, you don't know what it is, but you have to respect it for the good of the country. I mean, it's crazy. It, it is, Lou. Um... First of all, people don't want the Secretary of State and election officials don't want any aspersions being cast upon them. Mm -hmm. uh, they're afraid of what somebody might find. And especially if there is cheating going on, they certainly don't want uh, that exposed. But they also want to rush through this, get the certification, wash their hands of it and say nothing to see here, move on. Or they use that phrase. Uh, there wasn't evidence of widespread voting fraud. Right. Well, it doesn't have to be widespread if we have seven swing states that are determining the outcome of a presidential election, and you have seven key counties or cities, and I'm talking Fulton County, Georgia, we're talking Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Maricopa County, certainly in Arizona, all you have to do is affect those machines or cause problems in those areas, printing the wrong size ballot, having the ballots get jammed, and uh, where people traditionally, the Republicans like voting on election day, so if you jam machines on election day, you got a problem. Uh, so. Uh, the Democrats like voting by mail. And you saw the Rasmussen report just a week ago that said 20 percent of the people who voted by mail admitted that they did something improper and up to 10 percent took money for it. That's just outright fraud. And there again, we shouldn't be counting votes outside the law. We should be very strict with those 
absentee ballots, making sure that the they're, they're signed and notarized if they need to be, that they're proper addresses. We're not sending 200 of them to one address, which has happened. Um, we need to be transparent about this, Lou, to get to the bottom of your question. Well, thank you very much for that, Mac. And we're going to we're going to take up exactly this, some of the issues facing you uh, as you contemplate uh, the governorship of West Virginia, uh, in particular. Uh, the role of of uh, big money, uh, big packs in our elections, uh, and well, big energy, and oh yeah, big green as well. We're talking with Mac Warner, candidate for governor of the great state of West Virginia. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home? isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back now with gubernatorial candidate for the great state of West Virginia, Mac Warner. And Mac, I, I want to start with uh, Mac, a big fellow in your state, uh, Senator Joe Manchin. Uh, he's, uh, he's playing Hamlet right now. I don't know exactly <laughs> what his plans are. But apparently uh, they're going to be interesting for you. Uh, give us a sense of what problems this is creating in, in West Virginia politically uh, in now that we're in the middle of the 2024 cycle. Well, it's not causing any problems because Joe Manchin has finally decided to retire from the Senate, which is going to be good for the state of West Virginia. This playing the middle of the road, uh, but then always voting for people like Schumer and the liberal Supreme Court justices hasn't worked out. It's been out of step with the people of West Virginia. So uh, this is a good thing. Uh, now, whether he runs for president or not remains to be seen. But he knows that he can't win a Democrat primary. He knows he can't win a Republican primary. So he's fiddling with this idea of running down the middle of the road. And uh, the problem with that is he, he can't win. No third party pre you know, candidate is one uh, for president. And so he knows the history. So he wants to change the game. So you'll hear more out of him talking about ranked choice voting and same day voting, same day registration, these sorts of ideas to change the nature of the game, even getting rid of the electoral college, those sorts of things. Oh, sure. Uh, we can't afford to change the rules of the game. This has worked well for us for 200 and some years as, as a country. Uh, the best system is a two-party system, and that's what we've got, and that's where we need to let the people decide who uh, is going to be the next president through the normal election process. 
Yeah, ask the people of Alaska how they like the uh, the ranked uh, election uh, approach. Uh, it, it's understandable, and it's always the Marxist Dems who want to change things. They want it. Uh, you know, you don't. You can go in with your eyes closed, whatever. They come up with all sorts of uh, crazy nonsense, and they got away with it in 2020. But I uh, hope that that is at an end. Uh, I want to get your thoughts also on your primary. Uh, how much money, out of state money, is coming into West Virginia to support your rivals? and uh, competitors, uh, and what you, uh, how are you feeling about it all? Well, first of all, the main rival or one of the main rivals uh, received quite a bit of outside money to run against Joe Manchin in 2018. So uh, his name ID is, is extremely high. Now they're coming back again with $10 million from the Club for Growth, which is an anti-Trump organization, right. to keep him out of the U.S. Senate race because they already have a very conservative uh, candidate in that, in Alex Mooney running against Jim Justice. So the, a third person in that race would have muddied the water. So they've offered him this money. He's running for governor. It's very difficult to run against $10 million from outside uh, money. But uh, I just don't want the people of West Virginia to be deceived uh, that he is the, the Trump candidate because Trump won this state by 40 some points. Uh, this is a very conservative state, a very religious state, family oriented state. Uh, those are the values that I bring to the table, that Trump brings to the table. And, and that's what uh, the people of West Virginia need to be making their decision on, not being influenced by getting a card every week, but sometimes several times a week from this outside entity, uh, playing up, photoshopped the candidate next to Trump. Uh, we simply don't, uh, shouldn't be uh, taken by that. that what, what has happened? West Virginia has turned from extremely Democrat to extremely Republican in a very short period of time, about seven or eight years, this transition has occurred. And so what has happened is we're aligning the people with the politics, with our conservative family values nature. So that Democrat party has gone so far to the left off the charts with woke, agendas, climate, climate change, all that. Uh, the Democratic Party left West Virginia a long time ago, and we've now aligned uh, our people with the politics. And that's why this decision for governor is going to be made in May. Whoever wins that primary will be the next governor. Uh, and at, at this point, I have to say that uh, I believe the West West Virginians have a very uh, a, a good candidate uh, that they could uh, choose. Uh, I think they will choose in uh, in May. And I'm, I'm particularly uh, impressed with uh, your well-reasoned and uh, and America first view of the of the of the issues. Uh, I admire that. I respect it in all our leaders. And of course, that brings up the uh, Donald Trump, president of the United States. Uh, has he endorsed you at this point? He is not, but uh, I would certainly welcome that endorsement. The, the key, though, is the values that President Trump brought to America, put us back on top of the world. Our enemies feared us. They were always concerned about uh, you know him ready to stand up for our values across the, the, the world, trade, that sort of thing. Uh, and then look what's happened in a three short years. And uh, perhaps due to or, or due to a stolen election, we're now having to live with Biden, the Inflation Reduction Act, the inflation has gone berserk, trying to buy groceries right now, gas. Just imagine what it was, you know, a buck 87 for a gallon of gas when Trump left office versus what we're paying now. When it, they spiked gas up at four and five dollars. And when it gets down to three fifty, now that everybody thinks, oh, well, that's good because it's dropped. No, it's bad. If we brought Trump back, we'd have energy independence. West Virginia is an energy producing state. Uh, we need to get 
government overreach off our back, government overregulation off of our back, produce energy. This is a national security issue. We mentioned earlier, I'm a retired military officer. Uh, all four of my children have served in the military. I don't want to be fighting in the Middle East over uh, an oil uh, you know, transit uh, through the Hormoz Strait or whatever. I want to uh, have energy coming out of the ground here in West Virginia, producing it safely uh, with all the proper, we can innovate our way out of any uh, issues with regards to clean air and that sort of thing. We don't need to regulate ourselves, falsely regulate, because it, it, it really comes down to reliable energy and unreliable energy. Coal, oil, and gas are reliable energy sources, and that's what we need to power our, our manufacturing, heat our homes, and defend this country. Mac Warner, I want to just say it's been a delight talking with you. We appreciate it. And like I said, I think the uh, uh, the people of West Virginia have got an outstanding choice for governor. I appreciate you being with us, and I wish you all the best of luck. And uh, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much, Lou. It's been great being with you. People can find out more about me at MacWarner.com. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and everybody listening. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. We hope you'll join us every day on The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs and on Facebook and Instagram at Lou Dobbs Tonight. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.